0: Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride.
1: Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number thirty-eight. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis. And with me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium, Tony Estrella. Titanium, I heard they banned imports of titanium in Canada. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh hey, Professor, how are you? Good. How are you been a little late start back today? from the Great White North, right? Oh uh, yeah. A little trip to Buffalo for the the Washington football team and the the Buffalo Bills. Just a and ass-whooping by the Bills. Uh, but man, what a great town. Great vibe, fun stadium, really super nice people. Uh, weather was perfect. Weather was absolutely spectacular. Little little breeze, not too hard of a breeze, little nip in the air, but sunny, partly cloudy, but sunny, gorgeous. It, it was a perfect situation. But I, I will admit, some of the things I saw there... You cannot unsee <laughs> the Bills Mafia represents. That's for sure. Uh, B- well, that's a special crew. The Bills Mafia. They yeah. are they are special. We tried to interject ourselves as Virginia boys into the Bills Mafia, and uh, I'm sore. I felt like I played in the I'm game. Sore.
1: <laughs> You're sore. I'm sore. That's hilarious. Every
0: muscle in my body hurts. It's just it was a lot.
1: Well, we're glad you're back, and we want to apologize to the listening audience. Hey, we were a little, you know, day late or something like that, getting this out because uh, we had to wait for for the titanium one to get back in town. But uh, hey, let's get going, right? Absolutely, let's get this started. Take us to school, professor. All right. Well, thanks to our patrons first, Patreon.com/supertalk. These are the listeners that bring the show directly to you because they sponsor the show themselves. They say, hey, every time uh, SuperTalk releases an episode, I'm willing to pay a dollar, and this helps fund the show and bring it to the audience. And we want to thank those patrons because they help us out and they're great people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, patrons. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And they're growing, so it's good to see that.
1: Yeah, you want to uh, sign up to be a patron, patreon.com slash supertalk. We'd really appreciate it. So let's jump right in uh, to the review section, and this is of of course sponsored by our friends over at Gooder Sunglasses. Gooder sunglasses. I know the titanium one was sporting them up in Buffalo all weekend, and uh, all the Bills fans were
0: envious. They were like, where'd, "Where'd you get those specs?" I was I was repping Gooder up there, uh, and a couple of boys that went with me had Gooder glasses too. So we were repping Gooder up there and spreading the good word, and they were shocked at the lenses. And how cheap they were, or the quality. Inexpensive. Of glasses. Don't In, say cheap. Inexpensive. How uh, you know twenty five dollars for these cheap glasses? Cheap
1: connotates that there's no value. These there's are just plenty of value, right? These are just inexpensive.
0: Inexpensive,
1: inexpensive. right? Well, and I, I want to apologize to the Gooder people because their their main kind of boy on the PGA or tour, Pedro Gar- uh, Sergio Garcia, kind of was using Gooder sunglasses to hide all of his tears from getting his. Butt whipped this weekend by the U.S. team. U.S.A. U.S.A. USA. Sorry, gooder guys, but uh, you you backed the wrong horse there.
0: That's on that one they did.
1: Yes. All right. Well, let's get into the news this uh, the reviews this week, and the reviews are going to start with the what if episode we got last Wednesday, and this is what if Thor were an only
0: child. Yeah. So what if Odin returned baby Loki after kicking ass on the Frost Giants? And returned, and he was the prince of, what, what was that planet called? The Frost Giants' planet, whatever. So, so Luffy, the
1: the the king of the Frost Giants, um, had abandoned Loki because he was a the runt of the litter, quote unquote. And Odin took him in as his son, um, but he returned him, and and he grew up to be the prince that he always had been, or was supposed
0: to be for.
1: Uh, the Frost Giants, right?
0: Yeah, and according to the episode, it looks like he lost a little bit of his edge. You know, his his desire to rule and be, uh, you know, the king. Because he was. He was in that role. The role that he was meant to be. He was the be. crown prince of, of, of the Frost Giants, right? Him so. and Thor still
1: had a great relationship. It looks like they were party buddies. But the concept really was that the relationship between Loki and Thor as children helped mold Thor into the hero that he became, and without that influence, negative and positive influence that yeah. Loki was over right. the time as as children, um, Thor kind of grew up uninhibited without, you know, there's no, like, kind of rules or anything, and he was the spoiled, you know, prince of Asgard, and oh boy, did he just not care or give it a flying f about anything, right? Cut
0: loose. I mean, he he go to planets and literally party so hard the planets would implode. <laughs> like they their whole ecosystems would be affected. The planets would just absolutely get destroyed after these party binges that he was on. I I thought it, Did you like the episode? No. My I least favorite okay, of all fun. the What If episodes so bef- far. I'm glad because I was just about to trash it. I, I thought it was um, really bad. I, I didn't silly. like it at all. I, I
1: I would call it silly. This So this is what I saw as their only attempt thus far at a comedy. Yeah. They tried to create a comedic episode of this show. And they said, hey, what if you know, Thor is just some party boy? And instead of coming to Earth, in he Arizona, be, instead of being banished to Earth by Odin, he just comes there to have a party because Odin's in Odin's sleep and Mom's away visiting her sister. And I'm going to throw a party, and it's going to be on on Earth, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he goes to Vegas. He go,
0: he lands straight dab in Vegas and starts the party right, and invites every alien. And we
1: saw so many cameos by other aliens, like the Grandmaster was there. Yeah. We saw, I mean, and just every. If you've seen a galactic in the in the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor movie, any sp- or, or Thor Ragnarok, any space based person, we saw him in this episode. Yeah, they were all there. There were
0: scrolls there turning into Thor. Right. I mean, just silly.
1: Right now, that I think the fun part of the the, the episode was um, he's throwing this massive party on Earth and being very destructive, and you know nobody can stop him and. Nick Fury gets kicked into the, the title pool at the Bellagio and he's out of commission. So, uh, they need to call in the big guns, which happens to be captain Marvel. So she comes in and, and that was that kind of funny, epic battle. The the two of them beating each other up over
0: most of the episode was kind of funny. I thought it was, and he still meets Jane Foster. He still falls in love with her. So that's, that's the same. I thought that was kind of cute, but, uh, yeah, I think you've, you've hit it right on the head there, professor. I think, they tried there. Yeah. I mean, because at the end,
1: they end the episode with Jane realizing that he's being very destructive and he's, you know, breaking things goes and, and tells mommy he, and goes and tells mom. Yeah. Right. Goes, finds his mother, uh, Freya and says, Hey, uh, Thor's acting out and she has to come scold him and he's destroying no, mom, my planet. I'm not doing anything bad. Yeah. You know, we're studying. Yeah. Um, best part about the episode
0: was the ending the very
1: end we kind of got uh, it, it seemed like the episode ended kind of what somewhat abruptly you know the watcher was talking about oh and they lived happily ever after after jane and and thor kind of got together and then oh wait a minute and then what we see we see ultron show up with all the infinity gems with vision's face which yeah. uh under his mask what what we're now we're like oh what does this mean yeah um so that's a big lead into the next episode. That is the
0: next episode, Ultron, yeah. So I thought that was cool. Like, Well, we'll see where it goes. Him it with seems like Phenisian? Party
1: Thor is going to be part of this next episode. right? The next but, battle. But yeah. I don't mind that as yeah. long as they bring in something
0: cool. So I well, we know there's only
1: cool. two episodes left, right? So there's only nine episodes. I did uh, look that up after the fact uh, of last episode. We weren't really sure. There are only nine episodes this season. So we have uh, two more to go, uh, eight and nine. I think it seems like... They're introducing Ultron as the big bad or villain of the series this season Right. Um, in the next episode. And maybe this Guardians of the Multiverse team, you know, gets created by the Watcher to help combat him because he's such a
0: multiverse threat. Yeah, I mean, he's got all the Infinity Stones plus the Ultron armor. Um, Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I just thought that was a cool kind of scene at the very end for him showing up with all of his robots. Um, best part of the episode as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. They yeah, I wonder, and I wonder, my, I'm wondering if, it,
1: if it's, is it going to be James Spader voicing him? That, that's going to be cool. In this episode, most of the characters came back. Um, Chris Hemsworth voiced him, the yeah. Thor character, the entire, and Natalie had a Portman. lot of fun with it. Natalie Porton was yeah. there. Uh, yeah, so we had all the main. Samuel Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Colby Smulders. We had everybody. Um, it was not uh, Captain Marvel. Um, she was not, Brie Larson, Brie Larson was not, was not Brie Larson right. in the show. So she did not come back and voice her character. Um, but every, everybody else, I think most of the people came back and did that. Jeff Goldblum did the Grandmaster, yeah. even the two two three lines that he had.
0: If he had two or
1: three lines. Yeah, but, it, you know, it was it was good. But I think we're looking for it. Is this going to be James Spader? Is this going to be that version of, of Ultron that we remember from the movies? Yeah. Um, and something that kind of bugged me a little bit and you know it, it bothers me but it doesn't because it's a cartoon it's kind of like uh who cares it's not really a movie but there's a little bit of a kind of like a timeline error here so this episode kind of happens in the timeline of the first thor movie like right so the imagine if thor didn't get banished to earth and he and meet jane foster Correct. he went down there to party and meet jane foster well ultron wasn't Created by Tony Stark and Iron Man until way in the future, yeah. And so, so we're going to need a backstory about how, how Ultron did Ultron to get created, right? And why is he here now? Correct. Many, many, many years before the first Avengers movie, right. even um, before the Avengers team came together and this, you know, idea or concept that Tony had of you know, uh, uh, you know, world peace through this robot army that he could create and and this, you know, super soldier or super. Um, Uh, Computer that could could run it all yeah um you know the timeline error is just it's just like it's out of whack with the the timeline i think they're going to answer
0: that next series Uh, i think the next series is what if ultron won um so what if ultron but again ultron didn't exist
1: at this point in time in the timeline correct but what if it's some kind of multiverse? What if you use it's a time stone to come back and fight Thor before? Know. Who knows?
0: Yeah, well, I'm hoping we find out. I just thought it was cool. The armor has the the infinity stones embedded in it. He's got the soul stone. The mind stone. The, I'm sorry, the mind stone there. And then all the other stones in the armor. I think that looked really badass, so I'm looking forward to that. Just seeing that, but yeah, we'll see. Not my favorite episode. No. Not it's probably the least favorite of my episodes. And we
1: got it, and we have another one tomorrow. You know, yep. we'll, we'll we'll get the the next one tomorrow morning, and we'll we'll talk about it this this coming weekend. So very well, good. we'll See, all right. Uh, we can briefly uh, discuss Titan season three episode eight. Uh, as Titanium predicted last week, uh, we finally went back to um, Mysteria. Is that I'm what? Not, it is? No,
0: I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it.
1: Wisteria? What, what do you call it? I call it Mysteria. <laughs> Themyscira. Themyscira. Right. Uh, we went back there where Wonder Girl's body was basically being watched over by a group of Amazonian women who were trying to will it to come back to life and reincarnate her. Um, Raven was in the in the episode and she had been there the whole time and was trying to learn the ways of the Amazon, but also... Felt that they weren't doing enough to bring her back, and that she could help speed along this process. Um, And then we kind of got a a a really good segment of the show in kind of limbo, right? Which is kind of the purgatory, right? Purgatory limbo, the afterlife. Yeah, Um, we got to meet three or two titans, and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Great, I I really who had so potentially. Died the Uh, last episode at the end, was in in the hospital, had been shot. um, And as you mentioned, Connor and and, uh, had hopefully rushed him to the hospital, but he was in trouble. And we find out that he did die or he's on the verge of death. And he's kind of in that transition from death to wherever he's supposed to be going. And he's on the same train that Wonder Girl's on. Donna Troy,
0: baby. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so, so glad you're back. Me too. <laughs> she's the Let's best. just give a moment of silence that we have Donna Troy back for Titans. Yes. Uh and I thought the actress, Raven actresses, looked more mature. I think she's Yeah, she's grown up she a little lo- bit. Yeah, she's grown up a little bit. So uh right. she's she's looking good. But Do- Donna Troy is special. I talk as far as like brunettes
1: go, like dark haired women, she is up there, she's right there. Yeah, she's she's, she's a good, right there. She's a she's a she's an attractive woman.
0: Yeah, not my favorite episode. Uh, I did like it a lot. A couple of things. but who is
1: who else was in purgatory that helped them out? Hawk. Hawk was there. Yeah, he so there. he had died, and he's like, oh, I can get back too. We I think we can find a way back. And as what we might have predicted, Donna Troy and Tim, Tim Drake, Drake jump end the train. up getting jumping the train and getting through this tunnel they had to get through to get back to the world of the living um which i thought was was pretty cool the way they handled that like you said not my favorite but but i think it was cool the way they it was did neat
0: that the the purgatory was very cool that was a cool concept and really clever writing i think uh what kind of bothered me is that um you know donna died a lot longer uh a, a a lot longer than Hawk did, and Hawk was already off the train and figured a lot of shit out. Tim Drake had just gotten on the train with Donna, and they were riding, but Donna had been... You're dead a long, a much longer time. I, I kind of figured that that was because they were trying to bring her back. So she hadn't hit her final destination yet. So that's why she was so on the spending train spending more so long, time, yeah. More time on the train. Right. So that kind of bothered me that, but then maybe I because of sense of it. And in Amazon and
1: it takes them much longer to pass into the next phase or whatever. Well, right? they were
0: still trying to bring her back with this ritual. So that right. ritual might have kept her on that train to perhaps bring her back sooner or bring her back at all. So I kind of, that's okay with me. Uh another thing that bothered me was um the ghouls, uh the the guys that were stealing souls. I felt like they had a really cool power and they kind of showed up and, and they were kind of badass and they were kind of draining with their power. And then they broke into that place and they kind of took the bartender or the guy that was helping Hawk kind of figure everything out. They kind of took him and like sucked in his soul like immediately, kind of badass. And then on the bridge when they're trying to cross back over to Earth. They're like their fighting skill they like they all their hands were glowing, but they weren't really do they were like letting them destroy beat them up. Well it they-
1: seemed like what I what I noticed is that um the Titans, both Hawk and Donna, had some immunity to what they were trying to do or the or the powers they were wielding. Yeah. Whereas it affected Tim Drake very much. Yeah. But it didn't affect her. She was like shielding him from it. Like, you know, she was able to like keep them at bay even just his soul was. was
0: easier to take than theirs yeah i just felt like that was kind of a, a weak point like you know if you're going to give them this power set you know make it formidable that when they're fighting i think the it's bridge. safe
1: to say we're not going to see those race in any titans episodes ever again i hope not man. right
0: We'll see. But kind of cool that, that that Hawk went back and, and found the original Dove and that whole thing is still alive, uh, at least in Purgatory. In Purgatory? In Purgatory. So hope, who
1: knows? Will we see Purgatory and them again? We, we don't know. We know that
0: actor signed on to a big deal. He's, he's going to be um, a lead in his own show, uh, some other show. Not a superhero show, but he's a, a lead in another show. And I think that's why they kind of wrote him off. Um, it, at least put him in Purgatory. Right. You see what I did there? They can always bring him back. You see right? what I did there? I did. Yeah. <laughs> but big <laughs> twist at the end
1: of the episode, you know, Donna and Tim. So we see the end of the episode, Tim wakes up in the hospital. He's being operated on by doctors. Comes I'm like, back. he's back. He's back. Oh, okay. So we find out what, what happened when he got back through. Donna, on the other hand, had another twist to her story.
0: Yeah. She, she where'd she show up? I know. But how, like, how did she get from <laughs> Mysteria? No. The mascara. The mascara. The mascara. How did she put on mascara all the way to the castle where Bruce Wayne was? How did she get there so quickly when Tim was with her and he just wakes up in his own body? And she's not only gone, but she's, I don't know, somewhere miles away or or light years away. Let's enlighten
1: the listeners. What ends up happening is uh, we see get a scene with Bruce Wayne, Batman, uh, from the Titans in some castle somewhere maybe Europe, England, France, we don't know where. Definitely
0: not on the island where Donna Troy was.
1: Some castle in somewhere on the coast, and he's talking to his lawyer, and we see him finalizing his last will and testament, which we don't know what it reads, but the lawyer's like, everything's in order, you're good to go, and he said, thank you. And then he ends up going into a room and setting the entire place on fire. And sound looks like he's committing suicide and just burning the whole place
0: down. Come on, let me call bullshit. I know he's a broken man right now, and I know Batman is. (laughs) He's he's very. Are we we really calling bullshit? I'm calling bullshit. Batman doesn't commit suicide, and does definitely definitely doesn't pour gas on in a living room and light it on fire to commit suicide. If he's going to commit suicide, he's going to blow himself up with a giant bomb or or jump off a, a. you know, the moon onto the, but pl- he's going to do something a little quicker, more just, dist- he doesn't burn down and commit suicide no matter how broken batman is he doesn't do that i get it he did something that batman against his code he would never do that he's definitely broken and he's lost but he doesn't commit suicide so i'm gonna call bullshit on that one and how donna troy got there to save him i thought that was cool i think that's great but i'm calling bullshit on bruce bruce wayne committed suicide no thanks
1: well yeah we saw um I believe Raven was planning on leaving Themyscira, and she went to go basically say goodbye, say goodbye to Donna's body, and yep. it was gone. And then we see Donna basically picking up and carrying Bruce Wayne out of the flaming bedroom into safety. And you know, he looks at her and says, "Am I dead? Am I dead? Is this heaven?" And and he's she's like, "No." And he, and he goes because and she says, "Why are you asking that?" And he's like, "Because you're dead." And she's very similar to WandaVision, right? Because yeah. you are, right? Um, because you're dead, and she's like, well, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she's back. So, uh, she's back, baby. I'm looking forward to, to them reuniting and the team getting back together. And I think we believe that that happens somehow, some way. So, um, I am looking forward to the next one after this. This is kind yeah. of like one of those necessary episodes to kind of move the plot
0: forward and we'll kind of see what happens. From I liked her. it. I thought yeah. it was a good, ep- not my favorite, but uh, once again, you bring Donna Troy back. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Me too.
1: I was really upset when they killed her off last season and,
0: yeah. and how they killed her off. I'm like, really? She
1: like was able to catch some, you know, beam falling and it, and it killed her. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, Connor Kent's just sitting there, staring on it, staring lightning. at it the whole time. Yeah. Like, why didn't he go help? I Come mean, on, I mean, yeah, it just bothered me. And obviously, glad they, did, did, and I'm glad
0: they brought Tim Drake back. I like that character a lot. Yeah, we'll see what they do with him for sure.
1: All right, well, let's jump into the news for this week. Um, I, I wanted to start off by mentioning that uh, Shang Chi did win the box office again for the Booyah. fourth state week, fourth straight week won the Bacchus office again. As a matter of fact, I ran into your son this weekend while you were out of town. I, I ran into him and we had a massive party together. We went out and went to a strip club and, <laughs> Oh no, wait a minute. I'm supposed to tell you that. But anyway, he did go see the Shang-Chi movie. Michael with,
0: went to see it. He, with a bunch he of buddies liked it. Yeah. He on
1: to... uh, Saturday
0: night. Yep. And uh, yeah, I didn't hear his final review, but he, did he like it? He said, uh, he hurt, uh, Shang-Chi's sidekick was annoying uh, but the fight scenes were amazing, and he thought Shang-Chi was a badass. Like, a great character. Like, he really dug looking him Looking forward a to seeing him. Looking forward to seeing him again. He just... But he did say that his sidekick was annoying. That he was the, the girl he was with It kind of annoying. Uh, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he said, the, well worth it. One of the greatest fight movies he's ever seen. Good. So, yeah, he enjoyed it. Well, again,
1: four straight weeks uh, winning the box office since Booyah. Labor
0: Day. So... Congratulations,
1: Marvel and Shang Chi. Um, the domestic totals are now nearing two hundred million. I believe it was like one ninety seven or something like that after the weekend, but very close to two hundred million um, is by far and away the number one. We'll call pandemic theater release movie yeah. um, has already eclipsed or surpassed every other theater movie that's been released during the pandemic, um, and I think the worldwide totals are. Totals are well over 550, 560, 570 million. Now. Oh, have they passed the 500 oh, yeah. Mark? World,
0: uh, worldwide now they have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, still not Euro- released in China? No, but and it's doing over 500 yeah, in the European okay. market and everything I else. I called yeah. that, by the way, but I will be surprised if it gets in no, the I don't, eights I don't or think we talked about this last episode. There's no way you can hit that $1
1: billion mark without China. You I agree. just can't. You can't.
0: I agree with you. And I think there's. I mean, not- if
1: everybody in China saw it once. That's seven billion dollars right there. If they yeah. paid seven dollars,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or actually, what is there? Two billion
1: people in China? Something like I think one and a half, two, two? Yeah. two. Oh yeah, that'd be more
0: than that. Fourteen
1: billion. Yeah. Well, that's let's make that happen.
0: Yeah, not going to happen. No. But I think with uh, you know, the James Bond movie being released uh, this weekend carnage being released i think it's going to have some competition so uh james bond's not until mid-october
1: okay i think it's like october uh, 14th Uh, 13th yeah i think okay yeah maybe the sixth. it may be the week after so this weekend's venom and i think that's one of the other reasons why venom moved up to the first because they knew james bond was the week after smart so yeah so they moved in front of james They'll dominate one weekend right they're worried that james bond may take you know, kind of some momentum into the week that they had yeah. on the fifteenth or whatever, right? It absolutely will. Yep. So, um, yeah, great, great there, and great t- for them, and, and and again, we're we're looking for some new content, but you know, as we've said before, I can't wait to see this movie again. I mean, I'll I'll pay
0: you twelve bucks right now to go show it to me. Well, we know it's coming to it Disney Plus, November twelfth. Yep, we're gonna get it November twelfth on Disney Plus. I'll probably see it before then, to be honest with you, but. Um, November 12th, Disney Plus Day. So that is longer than
1: the guaranteed 45-day theater exclusivity that they said they were going to do.
0: You're absolutely correct.
1: So they're they're now doing a a two-and-a-half-month
0: versus a a one-and-a-half-month exclusive theater release. And if it wasn't doing as well, they might keep to that. But I think this Disney Plus Day kind of made sense for them, so they wrapped it into that package. Okay. All right.
1: Uh, next item, um, I believe you sent me something that was a little bit different than what I had read, but uh, I mean, again, we'll kind of talk through this a little bit, but uh, the story that, that I had read, or the, the news that I had kind of been updated on, was that the the estate of Steve Ditko was suing Marvel um, for the rights to the Spider-Man and Captain, I'm um, not Captain, Doctor Strange Doctor characters Strange. Uh-huh. that Steve Ditko created, or co-created, and yeah. um, and they were suing Marvel for, um, you know, the rights or or fair payment for the rights to those characters, and Sony, not just Marvel, Marvel and Sony. Um, Marvel owns some of the rights to those characters, and Sony owns uh, some of the rights to Spider Man. Um, but I, I believe it was the estate of Steve Steve Ditko, and and this is not something we haven't seen before. We've seen this before in the past. Well,
0: Jack Kirby's estate sued Marvel, and it wasn't as predominant as this. Because uh, legally, um, I guess they had a legal right to those. They're well, using. They, they still do. Yes, but they. Well, what happened was there's a legal precedence in that kind of uh, imagery. It has something to do with the imagery and the ownership of that. Um, like, the, it can't run out.
1: Yeah, so let, let me. We'll kind of talk through this, and 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 you had mentioned Sony was, uh, and Marvel were suing to, for these. I think it's the
0: other. They were being sued for. They're this. being sued, and Jack Kirby, his estate, did the same thing, and they and settled they that one out of the court. They did because yeah. it wasn't as publicized as this one right now. And Stan
1: Lee's um, estate did the same thing. Um, Correct. So, but now this is um, this is Steve Ditko who co-created Spider-Man with Stan Lee. Um, Created the Doctor Strange character. Now, of course, his grandchildren and great-grandchildren are like, Hey, I don't have all the money I'm supposed to. Right. Right. Uh, We should sue Marvel and Disney and and Sony for
0: this money. And most people do that because uh, they know right now with the lawsuit of Scarlett Johansson, they... they, they Marvel doesn't want this p- bad publicity. Negative press, right? So they they're willing to settle out of court. They they are going to settle out of court, but sure. I think what these people are counting on is they want to. Well, they're going to pay us a lot of money to make us go away instead of sitting around. But legally, I don't think they have so, a good
1: case. Let me explain to the listeners kind of this the situation when these artists and writers and. Pencilists and and anybody that worked for Marvel or DC back in the day, when they signed contracts with they they were under what was called a work for hire agreement with those companies. Correct. Which work means very similar to if you worked for General Motors right now and you developed a brand new engine for a General Motors car and you were the inventor of this engine. Well, great. General Motors is paying for the privilege of you designing, designing that. But they own the design. You Correct. did that while you were
0: their employee. They paid you to do that.
1: They, that's why they hired you. Correct. Um, so, But they own the rights to that. Very similar in the comic book industry. These individuals were work-for-hire employees, which means... You're being paid to develop content, which means creating characters is part of what we're paying you for. Correct. And we, as the hiring company, own the rights to anything you create while you're under our work for hire agreement. And that's the way it was forever. Yep. Now, the twist is, back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, when these people like Steve Ditko and Stanley and Jack Kirby were working for these companies, the best or most they could ever conceptually see coming out of that creation was a comic book Mm -hmm. and maybe some merchandising and some other things, but maybe just the comic book, comic books. Yeah. Well, they didn't even, that that was way before the toy market even. Yeah. And subsequently what's happened. We not only have comic books, which sold and sold very well and, and did okay for those companies, but the real cash cows are, the toys, Mm -hmm. the movies, the television shows, the animated series, all these other things that have come since. The theme parks. The theme parks. All these other things that didn't even exist back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s when these agreements were signed. And and the estates are like, hang on a second. My grandfather or great-grandfather was paid to develop this character under the assumption that you would get the rights to this character for comic books. Now you have all these other things that you have the rights to and we weren't fairly compensated or he wasn't fairly compensated for that back when he was your employee. And so they're suing for for it after the fact. And again, to your point, titanium, this is going to be one of those things. Hey, we heard about the story. Marvel and Disney and Sony will not lose the rights to Spider-Man, nor will they lose the rights to Doctor Strange. They'll pay this estate, you know, $50 million just to go away and say,
0: be done with it. 50 would be generous, but you're right. It's clickbait. It, it's just to get clicks. These these outlets love the controversy. It's what keeps the doors open for a lot of these uh, third-party rags that just want to make up and drum up the story. But, Professor, that was a brilliant analysis and breakdown for for anybody that doesn't really know what's going on. Professor, that was awesome. I work for hire, and it's all owned by (laughs) Supertalk. So everything Uh, I just said, owned by Supertalk. Yeah, absolutely. Titanium is one of those owners. So As soon as we start getting paid, we're going to be big-time owners, right? If we get paid, that's going to be... Big time. Hey, itself. just for the record, we don't do this
1: for the money. We do this for the love. There's, we never need to get a dime for what we're doing. Right? Ugh. We episode
0: thirty eight. Yeah. just tells you You're it speaks volumes.
1: Um. All right. Explain to me this whole James McAvoy story that you mentioned about the reimagining I of the X Men universe. I so
0: he was interviewed, and he was like, "You know, are you going to be? Are you going to play Professor?" X- well, there's a rumor out there. The rumor is there's that he's coming
1: back in the. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie to fight Wanda as an alternate universe version of Professor X and they're, the two of them are going to fight. That was a big rumor that James McAvoy's version of Professor X was coming back for that movie to kind of in- intertwine the X-Men universe with, with our current universe. So
0: he's come out and said that he would love to do that. He would love to be. He hasn't been approached. Well, he, did he really say he hasn't been approached? That's think, what he said. I, I
1: think he said he would love to do
0: it, but I don't think he said he wasn't approached. Okay, this is what he said. He said that it has to be good. It has to be good writing. It has to be good. I'm not just going to come back for for the fan's sake or, or to come back because I had that past and I played him in the past. It has to be really good writing and worth it. But I had, yeah, he said it hasn't been approached. And he said that Marvel is so good. He says I think they're going to reimagine the whole X Men and how they come to be. They're not going to rehash the the characters that were played in the past. I think they're going to reimagine it. I thought that was a brilliant statement. I now does it mean that he's not in movies? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Does it mean that he's not a part of that? No, it doesn't mean it at all. I think that his his vision of how the X Men should be brought back into this Marvel universe should be reimagined. What does that mean? Is he a part of it? Is Ben Kingsley a part of it? Is you know, Ben um, Kingsley. I mean, um, not ben, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, the old guy? guy. Patrick Stewart, <laughs> one of those old ball guys. Are are they both of them a part of it? Who knows? But I think that that was a great statement. Um, and for me, I thought that was telling that it it really wasn't a done deal, uh, like all these rumors are saying. Um, I'd love to see him in it, but I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: Look, I, I I have a feeling. I, I trust to some extent. Until I hear or see something, I'm I'm a little leery. Agree. But I trust what Kevin Feige has done thus far with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I believe that he's going to treat the X-Men right. Yeah. Um, The original set of movies that we had for the X-Men was good, not great. Good, not great. Um, And it was good primarily because it was one of the first and it was so important from a, a cinematic perspective. Um, Hugh Jackman home run, Wolverine. Everything we got from him was just a, was great. But the X Men movies themselves were eh. uh, the X Men Future Class version with James McElroy, McAvoy. McAvoy, um, a couple of okays. One and of a favorites. really sti- that was one of re- my favorite, really big stinker. Well, First Class was great. Yeah, Apocalypse.
0: Eh. Eh. And then Dark Phoenix... If they had just done Apocalypse differently. Right. Anyway, but the way they did it. Dark Phoenix was a bomb. Yeah. So,
1: they had one good one, one eh, and one bad one. So, Logan? Well, that... But that's the original. So, yeah. Um, yeah and again, the world, anything Wolverine was, was, was a home run, right? Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to reimagining this universe, bringing back these characters again from my childhood. Um I own way too many comic books and there's just too many stories and too many characters that we can develop it's gonna i'm looking forward to what marvel's gonna do with this however what i think would be a great blueprint for it is that um late 80s early 90s cartoon that was on television the x-men cartoon that was there with just so many great stories and so many great characters and just it was great if that's the template they use i can't wait I, i again i trust to some extent, Kevin Feige, I think they have a plan. The fact that we haven't heard any plans bothers me, and I'm hoping later this year we do get some announcements about mutants and X-Men and something they're going to do because we've got all these empty dates He's on the schedule. It a lot. He's all these empty it. dates.
0: Fill one with an X-Men movie. We please. haven't even had. We didn't even have time to talk about mutants. He did say that. That was that was 2019, Ex- two years exactly. ago. Exactly. So he has Comic Con June of 2019. I think it's I think it's in the queue. I okay. think it's in the hopper. I think the,
1: one of those, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, one of those empty dates that they announced for 2023, 2024, whatever, is going to be some kind of mutant or X-Men movie. And you
0: know what? Blow me away, please. Like, I'm I, waiting for it. I still think they're going to bring them in sideways. I think they're going to slowly bring in mutants sideways into the films that they're producing now and then have standalones uh, that are going to blow our socks off. That's th- my theory. I,
1: and I, I, I hope you're right and what would blow me away you talk about announce a future project fantastic and then surprise the living crap out of us during an existing movie by introducing a mutant character that we know is a mutant in that movie without us knowing anything about it so example uh Wakanda Forever Namor well we know Namor's going to be in the movie Tony but isn't he considered a mutant sort of not really he's not an x-men though what i'm talking about oh, okay. introduce Aurora and Monroe X-Men. Storm. Okay. okay, she shows up. Holy in crap! Wakanda. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Introduce okay. somebody in a movie that we're not expecting them to be in, and all of a sudden they're there. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, we've got mutants now. Finally, they're yeah. here. We know this person is an X-Men. Excellent. You know, Namor being a quote unquote mutant that doesn't shock me. We know the characters in the movie. We're not yeah. shocked by that at all. I want to see an
0: X-Men excited about it. Be but not in shocked. that movie, right? Yeah, I agree. Bring in somebody like shockingly yeah sideways cyclops guy with
1: with glasses opens his glasses and shoots somebody oh, holy yeah. crap it's cyclops he's yeah. he's in the city uh, yeah i'm here to help what can i do yeah. you know eternal oh, I, mean, I know somebody That'd who's be great at school that, that could help you um, you know it yeah. would be really cool yeah yes okay and then uh dc fandom we 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 talked about this a couple weeks ago but we've got an official date and
0: time right yeah it looks like it's going to be october 16th at uh, 1 p.m. I'll definitely That's be tuning a in for that. Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday, October 16th. Right around the corner.
1: Right. 1 p.m. Yep. Uh, and it's all online, just like they did last year. Basically, a bunch of different, um, uh, we'll say, talking groups going through a bunch. You said they're going to have at least six movies they're featuring during six DC FanDome. We, we
0: went through this, and we nailed down five of them. Uh, the six, we're wondering what the six project we're is. We don't what know the six project. And then we
1: we assume they're still going to go through all the other DC properties, like what's going on in the WB. Yep. Um, what's going on, on HBO max with Titans and all the other. Uh-huh. So we're going to get a bunch of, and, and oh, by the way, not in the news this week. um, HBO max did drop the first three episodes of season three of doom patrol. Doom patrol. So, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't had, you love that show, it, love that show. So yeah, I mean, it's uh it's quirky, it's wacky, but when you get to know the characters, I tell you Brendan Fraser, guy Excellent. who disappeared from Hollywood for literally like seven years, was like a big star in Hollywood for a number of years and all of a sudden he was gone. I'm like, what happened to him? He came back in this oh my god, he is so hilarious. Yeah. He's like hysterical in this He wears
0: a robot suit, but yeah, he's very he's hilarious. the big robot, but yeah. yeah, he's funny as hell. Um anyway, so D C fandom, October sixteenth, one o'clock. Yeah, and then we talked about Disney uh Disney Plus Day, uh Friday, November twelfth.
1: So this is different than D23. This is a day that's being dedicated to Disney Plus Just by Just Disney, Disney Plus. Yep. So we're not anticipating any massive annou- announcements or are we from a Marvel side?
0: I think what they're going to do is give us a sizzle wheel of what's coming. I think we're going to get some of uh more of uh, Miss Marvel a sizzle
1: wheel a sizzle sizzle reel. Okay, what's that?
0: Which is like a teaser.
1: So like a, a very um, uh, a trailer that has clips of a bunch of different things. Correct. So we might uh, see Hawkeye shows. and yes. Ms. Marvel and mm-hmm. Moon Knight and yes. She-Hulk. And just like we're going to see a bunch of clips we'll from We'll see
0: that. a clip from Moon Knight, I think. We'll see a clip from She-Hulk. We'll get probably a little more from Ms. Marvel because that's kind of been done for a while. Uh, and then we'll get some stuff, uh, maybe a little thing about Secret Wars, maybe... Oh yeah,
1: because that just starts see- filming
0: uh Secret Wars did, right? Correct. Yeah. And maybe uh, armor, wars, armor wars we might get a little clip which uh, I guess the rumor is is that they're going to explore...
1: And the other one that we know about is Echo, right? The Echo series is coming as well. After That's kind of supposed to be a follow-on from the um, Hawkeye series. So Echo is a character that's being introduced in the Hawkeye series. In Hawkeyes that might break out in their own series? And, well, it, we are, we've are we already been told that that... Is that, that an
0: animated series? No, now? no, no. Echo is a character,
1: a character that will be in Hawkeye. I know she'll
0: be in Hawkeye.
1: Yeah, and I think she's getting her own Disney Plus series. Excellent. Yeah, so... That's another one, but we know, and again, we know all the other ones, like you said, Armor Wars, Secret Wars,
0: um, uh, Iron Heart, um, and we know Iron Heart's going to be in Wakanda. I am Forever. Groot. I am Groot. Yeah, yeah, that one's that's coming. That's an animated yep. series. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get some of that. We'll get. A sizzle wheel, which is production companies or movie studios kind of lay out uh, a little clips to get people excited and give them a little image of what the and what we the and it's going to be
1: again, we 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 and this was God way back in 2019. It's so hard to believe we've got the Disney Plus schedule through, I believe, the I am Groot kind of series, um, which brings us through, I believe, part way through 2023. I think the, or is it all the way through 2022? I'm not really sure how that schedule pans out for them, Um, but we make it another year. Like we may announce on this Disney plus day, Three or four new series, like the Echo series that I mentioned, okay. that maybe we haven't heard anything about it, but we know it's coming. Yeah. So they may announce these new Disney Plus projects that they have in the works that are a, that are even another year out that they're because we again we heard the stuff we're watching right now in Disney Plus we heard about two years ago yeah so we may get some more stuff for for twenty twenty three
0: yeah I don't think we're gonna get any Marvel Studio information no no, no like just that. Disney Plus just Disney right. Plus
1: that'll be at D twenty three we yes. think we we think D twenty three is where they're gonna talk about those empty dates that don't have projects attached to them. And we'll then kind about of phase Blade. five. Yeah. yeah. Blade. Right. Right.
0: Cause that's been kind of ghosting us. So yeah. Okay.
1: All right. All right well, let's jump into the top of the week this week. And uh, so last week we did a kind of deep dive on the history of venom, not only in the comic books, but where we've seen him in the big screen and the small screen um, thus far. Uh, so this week we want to talk about Carnage, the 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 character of Carnage. Um, this weekend, uh, starting Thursday evening, uh, you can go to the theaters and see Venom Two: Let There Be Carnage um, in the theaters. And I think go
0: see it in the theaters. Yep, we're looking forward
1: to it. It looks entertaining. Um, again, uh, you know Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I'm sure he's going to do that character justice and. Um, Tom Hardy has an incredible amount of passion and love for the Venom character, so you know he's given his uh, 100% there as well. Um, Again, we talked about last episode, kind of the differences between the Lethal Protector version, kind of the more um, redeemed character that they've created in this version of the movie versus what was the history or past of the comics um, and the antagonist relationship that he had with spider-man that's not been developed at all um but we're kind of going to see the creation of carnage in this movie um i'll talk about how carnage was created in the comics and then we'll talk about what we have seen thus far through the trailers how we believe it's being created in the movie this time which is very different as well so um carnage the character um is as we saw in the first venom movie is a character named Cletus Cassidy, he's a serial killer, um, first appearance of Cletus Cassidy in the comic books was Amazing Spider-Man number 344 was, uh, was, you know, premiered as a character, uh, of this really troubled individual and serial killer, um, there was a, we kind of got some insights into his past through some of the issues, um, Was uh, his mother was a schizophrenic who was in the Ravencroft Institute, which we know is going to be in this movie coming up. It's where Screech, his girlfriend, is going to be uh, held in Ravencroft, which is in, I believe, New York, um, upstate New York
0: kind of a famous institute kind of like yeah it's like arkham it's like arkham it's it's where you put
1: the crazy people and the crazy villains right or is in Raven. so for dc it's arkham asylum and for this it's okay Uh, i'll do quickly talk through this screech is a character that has the ability to absorb sound and then uh project it back um at a higher frequency yeah so tenfold so um, I can take all the sounds that are in the room right now and, and breathe them in. And when I exhale, it's going to come out like tenfold. So basically has a sonic based power. Um, and she is being in the movie. I believe she's being held in Ravencroft Institute in some soundproof room. Um, and we saw in some of the trailers that that uh, Carnage is going to ultimately free her. It's his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. Um, but anyway, uh, Cletus Cassidy. Orphan. his mother was a schizophrenic in Ravencroft gave birth to him he was uh, an orphan child because his mother died during childbirth he was given to a couple uh, which we I'm not really sure if there was any uh, relationship there kind of from a blood perspective may just been foster parents but um, was raised by these this couple um, ended up killing the family dog, and then the husband accidentally killed the wife because he killed the family dog, it, it, and, and then he ends up... It's a red flag. Oh, my God. That's and then he ends flag. up going into a, an orphanage, um, ultimately like has a crush on this girl, and she kind of shuns him and makes fun of him, and then he ends up pushing her in front of a bus and then burning the orphanage down. It's just bad childhood. <laughs>
0: bad kid. Red flag. Yeah. He's a bad egg.
1: Um, Ultimately, he ends up becoming a, um, a, funny enough, he's a cannibalistic serial killer, um, is caught by the authorities and placed into Rikers Island. Um, When Venom, or we'll say Eddie Brock, is ultimately brought down by Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, they've ripped the Venom symbiote from him and he is now placed into prison in Rikers Island and guess who his roommate is? It's Cletus Cassidy. And Venom's in prison and he's talking to Cletus Cassidy and bragging to him, hey, I'm Venom. I'm the the guy who went on this massive rampage and was killing a bunch of people in New York City. That's me. And Cletus Cassidy's like, ah, you don't have the guts to like kill people. You don't know what murder's all about. You have no idea I eat people, not just kill them and all this other and and, and Eddie Brock's like, you're a freaking wacko. And ultimately he beats, you know, he beats him up like several times. He's like tired of him just running in his mouth. But Cleese Castle is a crazy dude and he's like and Venom uh, Eddie Brock keeps telling him, "Hey, this symbiote's going to come rescue me and I'm going to get out of here someday." And and Cletus is like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, Cletus is tired of Eddie beating him up and just being a jerk to him and he once decides to kill him one day. Well, that just happens to be the day that the Venom symbiote does come in And frees and rebonds with Eddie Brock and they start breaking out of prison. Well, unbeknownst to Eddie or Venom, the symbiote was pregnant, quote unquote. And it released a spawn um, in his cell when it rebonded with Eddie. And guess where that spawn went? It went into Cletus Cassidy. And that's where it bonded with Cletus Cassidy and created Carnage and Carnage, Carnage
0: was born.
1: Yep. Carnage. was, And they both escaped from prison very easily, as you can imagine, with the symbiotes. Well, but Carnage was about three times stronger than both Spider-Man and Venom combined. When he escaped from prison, Spider-Man learned about him. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to go stop this guy. Um, and was completely just trashed by Carnage the first time they met. And then he's like, oh, my God, I got to get the Fantastic Four's help. I got to get the sonic gun that I use against Venom to kind of bring down carnage while well, it was a nightmare and ultimately only with the help of venom were they able to bring carnage down and that's kind of how the first kind of team up with venom and spider-man happened to kind of fight against carnage because venom realized hey this thing's even worse than i am right yeah right um so that that all happened in the comics and they've gone through a number of different battles there's this whole storyline called maximum carnage where um Carnage went out and recruited a whole team that he then led and they did this, you know, killing spree in New York city. And then, um, there was a whole storyline about this, uh, different versions of the symbiote being created. That's where we got toxin and a bunch of other symbiotes being created, um, in the comics for, for a number of years. Ultimately, as it stands today in the comic books, Carnage is, and Cletus Cassie are dead. They died about a year, year, two years ago. They okay. were killed off in the comic books. Interesting. Um, but that's kind of the history of this character in the comics. Um, what we've seen thus far in the trailers, and what we believe is that we're going to see in the movie this weekend, um, unlike Eddie Brock being a criminal as Venom and being in prison with Cletus Cassidy, this version of Eddie Brock in the movies as a reporter um, had previously done some
0: undercover work or undercover reporting on Cletus Cassidy. It had some relationship well, with Well, Cletus him. wants to talk to him and only him. And. And everybody wants information from him. They're trying to get where the, all the bodies that he buried are. That he so, killed, uh, supposedly. He killed, yeah.
1: Um, and so they're not, you know, cellmates, but you know, he's a reporter, and and you know, Cletus is a prisoner. And Cle- I, I guess, I, and I don't know how Cletus kind of senses there's something different about Eddie Brock. Yeah. And he kind of antagonizes him to the point where the Venom symbiote kind of lashes out at Cletus Cassidy in while he's in his cell. And Cletus uses that opportunity to bite um, uh, Eddie Brock and tastes his blood. And he's like, Oh, that's not blood that I've tasted it before. Yeah. And you know, there's a piece of it still left on his finger and he licks it. And supposedly a piece of the venom symbiote gets inside of him and then ultimately uh, grows manifests itself while he's on death row and getting the lethal injection and then creates carnage. Yeah. Right. So very different
0: kind of backstory. Um, now, you had mentioned Toxin uh, from the comics. Uh, there's a rumor that Toxin might be in this series. He's a police detective? I think they're setting him up. I don't think... Well, we know the character that becomes
1: Toxin is in the movie. So, the um, Patrick Mulligan, I believe, is, is the character's name. It's... Um, detective Mulligan. Detective that's being played. And we see it in some of the trailers. Right. Um, that is Detective Mulligan who ends up becoming Toxin. And Toxin i don't think it's going to be in this movie but i think they're setting up patrick mulligan to become toxin at some point in time and that was another spawn that came from i can't remember if it was from venom or carnage but it was a spawn created toxin venom decided that it wanted to raise toxin as one of its own and wanted to um kind of raise it right but Carnage saw it as a threat and wanted to destroy it. And uh-huh. it. It's a whole big
0: story. So who knows where they're going with this, yeah, right? Cool. Um, but the symbiote, we know the, the alien symbiote can uh, split and create other forms. We know that it gets pregnant and, and creates
1: spawns. We don't know how or when or why it does that, but that's what happens. Okay. Um, one big, very different, uh, one big difference between venom and carnage is, um, Venom is uh, a symbiotic relationship between the symbiote and a person. So Eddie Brock is his own person. He has his own personality and thinks his own thoughts. The symbiote has a partnership with Eddie and they agree to do things together. And and the symbiote uses Eddie's body as a kind of a host. And Eddie obviously gets some things from the symbiote, strength, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Um, Carnage is very different in that... Um, the way that it was created they feel like they're the same person so they're they're um bonded at the cellular level versus it being person with a symbiote they're now bonded at the se- and then, which is why you saw in some of the trailers they're like shooting guns at him and, and he's able to like open his chest and you know create a hole that the bullets go through because they're bonded at the cellular level it's not the symbiote basically using the body as a host it's hey i can, we can just kind of create different and that's why you see uh, Carnage has all these like spikes and spikes and swords and all these other things that come off of his body Um, and the question always is well wait a minute if he's creating these knives and swords and everything else and they keep getting broken off doesn't he ultimately run out of symbiote Uh, yes he does but he can replenish himself by eating things and people and consuming other th- and we've seen in the trailer several clips of him like consuming other people and eating things, you just right? answered this
0: week's question <laughs> oh sorry you just answered this week's question what was the question this this qu- week, the question is why does carnage why how is carnage able to shoot spears and spikes and and never run out of them
1: well he, he does ultimately so that's one of his limitations is that There is a limit to the mass of the symbiote. However, um, he's able to replace, if not uh, grow, that mass by consuming other things, whether they're people, um, you know, other objects, other living beings primarily. So he has to replenish those spikes and things that he's. Yes, by eating people and by consuming other, you know, just like Venom likes eating people, you know, Carnage likes eating people. Um, As a matter of fact, at one point in time in the comic books, Venom or Carnage. Ate so much matter that it was like humongous, like uh, the size of Ant Man when he was like huge. He was like oh. he grew to the size of a bridge or the Statue of Liberty or something wow. because he got he kept eating more and more stuff. And yeah, so that's how it replenishes its matter is by consuming things. Good answer. Right. Okay. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Who'd Zia? that question come from? Zia
0: Sabir. From? Oh well, there we go. There you go, Zia.
1: There's your answer, Zia. Way to take care of business with the Ma- <laughs> the Bills Mafia. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what do we get? What else we got this week? Titanium. Uh, I think that's it, Professor. Let's ring the bell. All right, let's do it. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email: SuperTalkPodcast at outlook.com or at SuperTalkPod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone.